0: I'm Leslie and I'm Mackenzie and you're listening to for such a time podcast
1: we are friends and followers of Jesus seeking to empower and equip women in their God-given callings our desire is to see you step out in faith and step into where God has placed you for such a time as this Pinker. <laughs> Hi, friends. Hello. Friends. She's making me open the episode. How's everybody doing? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, thanks for joining us, y'all. Yes. We're on episode six. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. It's been so fun launching our podcast this week. We thank you for all the love and all the comments mm-hmm. and encouragement that we've gotten. It's been the best. And we are going to be talking today about friends friends we're titling this episode you've got a friend in me so you're welcome now it's in your head (laughs) but we thought it would be cool leslie actually we had a list of topics Mm -hmm. that we kind of have just been bringing before the lord and asking him what we should talk about and this was one that leslie brought up and felt like her heart was inclined to and then we talked about it today, and I felt the same thing. I felt like it was the right topic to go towards, and so we just hope that you're encouraged today with some tips and encouragement mm-hmm. on how to find good friends. I feel like they don't teach this in school. No, they, they don't. should, but they don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I mentioned, and I'm not sure which episode it was, but I was talking about. Well, my mom always says, "Yes, you know, life is short, so pick good friends." Yeah, but. Mackenzie and I were laughing earlier because there was a video I had sent her on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it was this lady and she's like, there's one miracle in the Bible that nobody talks about. And that's the fact that Jesus had 12 best friends in his 30s. Successfully. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know he's the son of God and all, yeah, but like, I how? <laughs> Seriously. It's, it's, a uh, yeah, it seems like it's hard it is. to find good friends or just find one good friend. Or even maintaining maintaining yeah. friends where yeah especially you know just in those later years as you are you're not in your high school years that maybe you had a bunch of high school friends or even college years mm-hmm. because people they go on to do different things or they move some start families right away some don't yeah. and you start to bond over those different things yeah um and so i think just how do we navigate that with being in our later years mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe we can speak to some of our, you know, our younger year history with making yes. friends and all that.
1: I think that's a great place to start.
0: But just starting with that history yeah. of where we kind of came with friends. So maybe share, you share, and then I'll share okay. your history with friends. We were, t- <laughs> we literally were like talking for 45 minutes before we, we hit record. Sure were. we're so good at that. But we're friends first. And that's what I told McKinsey. Mm-hmm. We are friends first. Podcast is second. Podcast is second. That's it's always gonna be the way it is, and if yeah. this ever gets in the way, then it goes away. <laughs> <Yeah. Nice> <laughs> bye bye. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> so, anyway, share your history. Yeah. with friends in the early years and all of that. I have a funny story actually that I want to start share with. Share it. My mom's gonna
1: laugh at okay. this. Mom, <laughs> I know you're listening. Um, in first grade, I, my parents went to a parent-teacher conference, and the teacher it was Miss Weaver. I don't know if you guys remember all your teachers' names, but I do. <laughs> I loved my teachers. I, I remember school. my teachers' names. Oh, duh. <laughs> Mom. Mom. <laughs> I, I went to school for a little bit. Um, anyways, Miss Weaver was like, yeah, I need to talk to you about Mackenzie. She's been struggling a little bit with um, our rule on having a bathroom buddy. <laughs> Because people fight over wanting to be her bathroom buddy. <laughs> and she came up to me and asked if she could go alone because she doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is so, that why you told me I couldn't go with you in the bathroom? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs>
1: no, truly. But I, yeah, I always had little buddy, little friends. I just have always kind of been more of a bubbly personality. Yeah, so you are. I always had friends. Yes. But I just thought that was funny to open up with. But um, <laughs> bathroom buddy. yeah, that was in Pennsylvania. And then we moved to Texas when I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. So that was like fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fifth grade. Yeah. And I met friends. Um, and those are friends that I still have today because I literally. Oh. Yeah, it, we became friends, several of them. And so. My dad is still at that church, and that's where I grew up. That's where I went to youth group, and it was the same circle of friends. And so I think for me, it was really easy to just become comfortable mm-hmm. with those same friendships because it was like, yeah, you're you're always going to be here. You know each other. Yeah, we know each known other. Known each other forever. We see each other three times a week, and so it was easy to get comfortable and kind of complacent. And now in my late 20s, 30s, I'm realizing how intentional I could have and maybe should have been. And I'm not, you know, trying to say live in the past or anything, but just realizing that I could have done better. I could have gone deeper. I could have, um, not been so comfortable and complacent with that. And I could have invested more in those relationships. And so then when we moved to Waco, um, I had to be intentional because it was all new. It was all fresh. And so I couldn't back home. My friends jokingly call me a peephole, meaning, (laughs) you know, you only let us in just a little bit. Like you don't really let us go in deep. Well, when I moved here, that was gone because I had to be intentional. I had to be real and
0: vulnerable because it was all new, right? Why do you think they called you that, especially knowing that they had known you for so long? Why do you think they called you that? I mean,
1: I think they could see that I had become complacent and comfortable in the relationship. And so it was like, oh, you know, kind of live maybe in the shallow of friendship and not really let people go deep. It was easier, you know? Yeah. It was easier to do that and not get down deep in anything that I was struggling in or whatever. Yeah. So, because it's work.
0: It is work. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And so fast forward now we're here and you have to. Yeah. 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 And me and Leslie met and it was, we've talked about this in our speed dating episode of just how intentional you were. And it drew that out in me as well because I was already trying to give that. Yeah. And you just drew that out in me. And so I think that, yeah, that was kind of where, where we are now of just living in this intentional friendship. And I'm just so thankful for
0: you doing that. Your mom taught you very well (laughs) (laughs) on that. It's interesting though, hearing you know you having those friends for such a long time like what 20 years yeah. basically yeah. 25 years practically mm-hmm. having those friends and then you moving here and realizing i mean hindsight's always 2020 20, right we look back and we see that and and then you seeing okay well i can't go back in yeah. the past so now i'm going to look forward into the relationships that i'm going to make in this new place mm-hmm. and being willing to step out in that i mean that yeah. that takes a lot of that's yeah <laughs> it takes a lot of guts to do mm-hmm. that because that's that would be really scary Yeah, you know because when we moved here I I believe that the Lord was even um taking I, I didn't have a ton of deep friendships where I was at mm-hmm. so it wasn't necessarily super scary to kind of come here it, it is because you're like well, no one knows, knows me. me from adam yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know you go to the it's grocery weird. store and you know you're not gonna see anyone you know oh yeah you like i'm gonna look crazy yes. and no makeup i don't yes. care nobody knows nobody me. Cares. <laughs> um so i just think that took a lot of intentionality you didn't give that off at all when i first met you it, it was like you didn't give off the thought that you were a people yeah or that you were you just were very outgoing your personality draws people in they want to be around you Mm -hmm. I can see why they wanted to be your bathroom buddy (laughs) (laughs) they wanted to go with you and just hear what you had to say I mean I told you today she I was telling you that uh, the only reason that everyone was sending you messages about wanting to mix your cereal is because you have such a persuasive way in the way you say things. So <laughs> people are just drawn to the, the things you say. They're drawn to the chaos. <laughs> yeah,
1: <no. laughs> that is my life.
0: <laughs> well, you don't uh, portray chaos, you portray peace and joy. And I think that's why people Let's are attracted see. to you. So what about you? Let's hear about I've talked enough. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, my history with friends. Uh, feels kind of up and down honestly mm-hmm. we being homeschooled you had homeschool groups mm-hmm. and groups that you were a part of and we were in the same one for a really long time so we made friendships that way but my closest friendship that I had gosh when I was six I think I started is when we first met their family. Um, when I was eleven, that friend, w- or ten, when I was ten, that friend was diagnosed with leukemia, and she passed away mm-hmm. a few days after September 11th, when I was when I was about to turn eleven. So she passed away, and that was really hard because that was one of my closest friends. We would do sleepovers, and we would do you know homeschool together, and our families were so we'd spend holidays together, mm-hmm. all of that, and I had. Because of being homeschooled, my mom had allowed me literally to skip fifth grade so that I could be in the hospital with her wow. playing games and she would get spinal taps and she would get bone marrow transplants. And I was there yeah. with her, which I'm so grateful for. But that's also, you know, a lot for now having a nine year old and, you know, to think about my oldest going through that. That's hard. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that that was my one of my closest friends and then that was gone and i know we'll go into our testimonies testimonies and share more of that stuff later but if you remember from the first episode i shared my life versus the proverbs 3 5 through 6 yes. and trust has always been um an issue for me trusting god mm. since she passed away because it was just why would god let my best friend die yeah. type thing so you know that just trusting that God would bring me another good friend I think was was difficult for me and then going into with homeschool a lot of times in the later years they have classes that you can attend that's like once a week Mm -hmm. so you'll go like once a week and there'll be other kids there that are your age and so I I did those types of enrichment classes and so I met a, a friend there that we just clicked really well and I was in there from eighth grade till I graduated. Still homeschooled, but we went to those classes once a week. And so her and I got really close and we had a really, really close friendship. But during those those later years I was very boy crazy and Mm -hmm. very, very focused on myself and and what I wanted and you know, just just thinking that you know dating or having a guy or even being married would be the you know pinnacle of happiness Mm -hmm. basically yeah and and that trust struggle with the lord was still happening during those times it's not that i had gone crazy or was drinking or smoking or you know anything like that it was Mm -hmm. just i had gone kind of crazy in my own mind of just like pursuing these things that weren't jesus Mm -hmm. and in turn that caused me to not be a good friend And that friendship, along with another gal that I had become friends with through high school too, we had played basketball and stuff together. Um, I I just didn't treat them well. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I was just very focused on myself, and obviously there wasn't that that godly ish type connection. Not that they were all believers and I was a believer, but that wasn't the purpose of our friendship.
1: Friendship, yeah.
0: So. Around right before I met Josh, there was kind of a falling out where I just, we weren't friends anymore. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard, especially because I did end up meeting Josh. And it was like I had turned back to the Lord and, and repented of what the way I had been living. Um, And I wanted people to share that with. yeah, But I didn't have anybody. And that was of my own doing, really. And so the Lord led me to reconcile and I wrote, um, one friend I reached out to and the other one I wrote a letter to and they both ended up, um, I now talk, to, un- I now talk to them both on an occasional basis, um, mostly just cause I don't live anywhere close there, by yeah. them, but that reconciliation happened, which I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that situation, but that was kind of the last time I had close friends. And now I've been married for 10 years, you know, Mm -hmm. and still just praying for that good friend. Um, I had had a friend that I had met in, I don't even know why I'm going through all each individual friend. Sorry. But this is, I think just proving that up and down type. Which will resonate with a lot of people. Yeah. just, Just that up and down type mentality that happened with my friendships. And and looking back again, kind of like you, I just I lacked the intentionality with them. Yeah, and I lacked the spiritual maturity to realize what it really took to be a good friend. Yeah, what, what does it look like? For, yeah, right. What does it look like to be a good friend in 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 a Christian setting?
1: Right.
0: So that um, that friend that I made when I first started having kids and stuff like that, she's such a blessing, and I still talk to her to this day, and you know, I think that that was a, a friendship that that God taught me a lot about. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where the, the change started to happen of, okay, I want to be a good friend. Mm-hmm. I want to be intentional. I want to speak life. I want to make sacrifices and stuff like that. So anyway, I I didn't mean to go into each individual <laughs> friendship, but it really that's just great. proves I've had a lot of different ups and downs in my friendship cycle. And, So I think this is just, it's just why it's been on my mind because then in moving here to Waco, I've met, you know, I have several close friends now that I'm grateful for. And then obviously in meeting you, it's a friendship I've never experienced before. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, I mean, I would say like if we weren't Christians, like we'd be great friends. Yeah. But when you add like Jesus, (laughs) it takes everything to such a deeper level because you're not only just friends, you're sisters in Christ. Yeah. And you are really able to come alongside, and I know we'll talk about this later, and I know we've mentioned it before, but you truly do become that iron that sharpens Mm -hmm. iron. And you and I call each other that because of that reason. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not afraid to call each other out on things. We're not afraid to say, hey, I'm struggling today, (laughs) like I texted you today. today. You know, just being transparent with those things. And, you know, Needing help with parenting, needing help with Mm -hmm. other relationships, needing help with marriages, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So anyway, sorry. Recognizing
1: each other's needs. Yes. Like, for example, last night at Life, your your girl was on the struggle bus because (laughs) Carlos was not with me and my kids were acting up. And your
0: kids were great. Well, okay. (laughs) You're sweet.
1: (laughs) And Leslie was like, go home. I'm going to make you a chai tea for the wi- for yeah. the ride home and I was like, you just know. You just know. <laughs> she did and she shoved me out the door and yeah. said, "Go home and go to sleep. You needed it."
0: I did. Yeah. It was a blessing. Yeah. And I think that's just it's a, I want to have that. I t- I tell my girls this all the time. We need to think about others needs before yes. our own. Yes. Yeah. And I I was so guilty of not doing that yeah. in my earlier years and and it was all because of my Selfishness and pride, and and that's something I don't want anymore. Mm -hmm. And I I know that the Lord has helped transform me into a better friend. Mm -hmm. But I do want to talk about. I mean, that's literally the first question I wrote down: is what makes a good friend. So I've talked a little bit about it. What would, I mean, we know it's Jesus. Bible answer ready? Jesus. Yeah. But (laughs) what would you say makes a good friend? I mean,
1: I think to just take that answer a step further would be look at the character of their life. You know, I think it's pretty, you can pretty quickly realize if someone lives, breathes, reads, worships Jesus. Yeah. It bleeds out of their life. It it goes into every facet of who they are. And that is what causes them to be a good friend. Mm-hmm. And that's what causes them to be attractive. Mm-hmm. You know? um. So I think, I think that would be the number one thing for me. It's just looking at the character of their life. That there is a scripture. I can't tell you where it is, but I think <laughs> it's in Proverbs that talks about bad company corrupts, corrupts good, good character. Yeah. yeah, good morals. Yeah. And um, so I think you have to be careful with who you really attach your life to. Yeah, and who you allow in. And so I think just recognizing like this person truly—not that they're perfect. Mm-hmm. No one is. No, yeah. no one is, and no one. I will just put this little you know, disclaimer here, no one is going to fulfill what only Jesus can in your life. Yeah. But the Lord does put people in your path to encourage and to equip and to build you up and Mm -hmm. to call you out, like you're saying. Yeah. And to be that. But I think just really recognizing their character, Mm -hmm. um, their prayer life, even, you know, just really examining and not in a judgmental way, Yeah, but just really looking at, does this person, Truly love the Lord and truly want to serve Him, and um, yeah, I think that would be the number one thing for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it it reminds me a lot of when you're looking for a husband, yeah, right? For sure, <laughs> you're wanting to spend a lot of time with them in different situations. Mm-hmm. How do they handle this? How do they handle that? Okay, well, I've only been in these situations with them, and this mm-hmm. is how they act or respond to these things. You know, what if we're in different situations? What if it's just an act for this one situation, you know? Mm -hmm. I think just having, spending time with those people and being Mm -hmm. willing to, you know, hang out more than, you know, just in these certain situations helps with that, Mm -hmm. that being able to really truly see that character and see how it, um, how it plays out. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. There was something else I was, oh, I was thinking about how we're always telling our kids, like we're able to kind of see how our kids interact with other kids or, or, Mm -hmm you know like okay that's that's a kid I don't really want my kid hanging out with right sometimes <laughs> we'll notice that okay mm-hmm. but yet we're so like we're I'm always telling my girls like you know pick pick good friends and mm-hmm. pick people that are going to point you to Jesus and, and uplift you and stuff like that but I think as adults sometimes we forget that and we yeah. just like want to make friends with everybody or want to you know mm-hmm. s- do this or save these people or save those people mm-hmm. you know and I think we have to be um, what as innocent as doves and as shrewd as serpents yeah. right yeah. so just knowing that it's okay to not be everybody's best friend yes you know but really look for those character mm-hmm. um, qualities yeah those character qualities mm-hmm. that that you want to have in a good friend and that you want to be mm-hmm. you know so yes and I think we had talked
1: a little bit about this before we play. Um. pushed just that we truly trust in the sovereignty of God, that God puts people in your path for a reason. And I think we just need to look up sometimes mm-hmm. and see who who could I go deep with? Like, Lord, who is it that I need to be alongside with in this season of life that I'm in, in this walk of faith? Mm-hmm. Who can I be a blessing to, right? Because you had said, And it's so true. We should be looking out for the needs of others. That's scriptural. Mm -hmm. We should be looking um, how we can serve people. Um, But also there is such a blessing and just such a camaraderie like that they can give you as well Mm -hmm. where you may be struggling. Yeah. And I just think sometimes we just need to look up and look around and see they're right in front of us. Yeah. You know, we, I wasn't expecting to find such a, a deep friendship so fast. Yeah. Here in Waco. I was hoping for a few, you know, acquaintances, honestly. Yeah. But it was like the Lord just completely brought our paths together. We we visited the same life group on the same <laughs> night. You know, there's no way that the Lord didn't put that together. Yeah. And we just both had such a deep sense of this is something. Like there's yeah. something here that the Lord has for us. And yeah. we just continued to obey and listen as we went along. So, yeah, I would just encourage those listening for that. Just look up look around and pay attention. You know? Yeah.
0: I like how you said that earlier when we were speaking or when we were talking, you know, get get off your phone, yeah. <laughs> you know, look up and see those yes. people that God has placed in your path because, yeah. you know, I think we may miss it sometimes or we may be too busy wishing for something else or too busy to invest in those times. Mm-hmm. It takes intentionality. You can't be lazy yeah. with it. It does mean giving up, you know, extracurricular activities Mm -hmm. to make the effort to go to the life group or go to the prayer meeting or go to those places because if you're looking for those friends that have those qualities you have to go where they're at I'm not saying that you're not going to find you know deep Jesus loving people at soccer practice I'm not saying that but if you you know if you're able to be a part of a small group or a life group or something like that you know go and do life with those people. Yeah you know invest in those times see you know how they the the different um situations that you guys can be in together mm-hmm. and those are where you're going to find those deep life-giving relationships
1: yeah and i i think that goes well with one of the questions that you asked here is just how have you changed as a friend and i shared a little bit of just kind of being complacent and mm-hmm. comfortable and staying in the shallow of just We do life together, but I don't really know, you know, we haven't prayed together very often, or I don't know what the Lord's speaking to you right now, or I don't know, you know, just those deeper things that Mm -hmm. the Lord really wants us to share with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think when I came here and was wanting to be more intentional, wanting to be more vulnerable, kind of because I had to, Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I would just encourage people to be honest with with those around you be real people want authentic relationships Mm -hmm. they want vulnerability and that's really where you get deeply rooted with people and you do life with each other I think what you shared earlier was really powerful about how you admitted of just being selfish Mm -hmm. right I think for me it was more fear of not wanting to let people in on maybe my mess Mm -hmm. or feeling inadequate feeling scared to get hurt. So I'm sure that people may resonate with that as well of just they don't want to let people in because they're scared to get hurt. Mm -hmm. They're scared that people will be afraid of their mess Mm -hmm. or that they'll stab them in the back. Or
0: it'll burden them.
1: Yeah. Or that, again, people can get stabbed in the back Mm -hmm. if they've been hurt in relationships previously and then they don't want to open up because of that. Yeah. So I think that that is another struggle that people may have.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mine has changed in the way of trying to be more intentional, mm-hmm. be less selfish, you know, more selfless, yeah. doing things that I don't necessarily uh, want to do, you know, um but I know will be a blessing to that person. Mm-hmm. Um it wouldn't necessarily be my first choice, but I want to do it because I want to bless them. Mm-hmm. And I think being vulnerable, being willing to share my mess and my struggles—I don't think it's ever—and I know when we first met, we started doing this book club on Jenny Allen's book, yes, um, "Find Your People," mm-hmm. right? Yep, and which is a great, 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 great book that we suggest for finding your people, finding those people, and and understanding those kind of uh, circles of people that you can have you know mm-hmm. that that really intentionally having one to two very, very, very close friends yeah. outside of your family and stuff like that. So when we started that, you know I, I think I really realized that it's not that I'm afraid of I'm not afraid to be vulnerable. My biggest worry is that I'm gonna burden that person. They don't yeah. need to hear this because they're a mom and they have kids and they yeah. have their own things. I don't want to share those things because I just it or it's not or it's it's not even I want to appear to have it all together. I don't have it all together. I'm (laughs) an open book. I will share. You do. But I but it's a struggle for me to share because I don't want to be a burden. And so that has caused me to have to lean on the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I'll just share this. There was there was something I was wanting prayer for the other day. And I asked the Lord, can I share this with Mackenzie? And he said, you can share it, but with no details. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, Lord, I won't share details. I'll just ask her to pray. And you prayed and you sent me a scripture and you sent me, like, hey, this is what I feel like the Lord's saying. And it obviously was spot on because you hear the Holy Spirit, but it was like exactly what it was. But I didn't need to share the details. Yeah. You know, but, but I'm just saying, like, it comes through that abiding. Yeah. It comes through that, okay, Lord, how do I share? When do I share? Mm-hmm. Am I sharing to just get, I don't know, not affirmation, but am I just sharing to get a quick fix? Yeah, even? a quick yeah. fix, a quick fix, or a quick someone to listen to me or yeah. whatever it is. So I think that to me has been how my friendships have changed. Um, is just to to continue to abide in Christ to know how to be a good friend. Yeah, because I'm also a people pleaser, so I'll be like, you know, oh, mm-hmm. they're sick. I'll come watch your kids and clean your house and do this and that. And it's like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Because I know if I'm being a friend out of abiding, then I'm not going to be depleted because the Lord's filling me. So even if that friend doesn't, like, you may make a meal for someone and they don't even tell you thank you or Mm -hmm. they don't even comment on it or they nothing. But it's okay. It's Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's okay because you're doing it out of what the Lord has asked you to do. You know you're being obedient to him. So, I think that is super important in in friendships, and that's how I've tried to change the way that I've been a friend to somebody else. Mm-hmm.
1: I think what I'm hearing is just that the enemy tries so hard to isolate us mm-hmm. from those deep friendships, yeah, because he knows that there's power in the unity of the friendship of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. There's so much power. We've experienced that mm-hmm. so much blessing, so much power. Yeah. Um, so much encouragement and it's drawn our families close and all of that. And so just like in marriage or whatever, it, the enemy tries to bring division mm-hmm. and he tries to isolate by saying, by maybe, staying in that selfishness or staying in that fear of, I don't want to get hurt, so I'm not going to br- put myself out there. I'm not going to try to go deep with people because I'm guarded and I'm afraid. And that's just alive lie of the enemy, yeah. you know, to keep us away from each other and to keep that unity from happening.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I just
1: think that's all the more reason to just, again, with the leading of the Lord as you're abiding, finding those friends and just diving deep, yeah. really deep,
0: and allowing the
1: Lord to work in that.
0: And it'll be really clear to you pretty quickly, yeah, who wants to dive deep and who's like almost just been waiting for that to happen. And those that are like, I'm just not interested in that. And though that really separates the okay, these are the ones that I want to stick close to. These these are the ones that could be iron. Yes. And the other ones that are like, okay, these not saying you're not friends with them, Mm -hmm. but these are the ones that aren't gonna go deep like that. And so they can be the ones that I you know, reach out to and mm-hmm. minister to, but, but I think being willing to be vulnerable with those people that the Lord, um, obviously again, how do I say this? Like, I'm not saying you shouldn't be vulnerable with people, mm-hmm. but I think to me, it's like, those are also special things that you share with those people. Yeah. Sure. I'm, I'm not going to necessarily share my marital struggles with everybody. Yeah. But if I have a friend that I know is seeking the Lord that is going to pray for me when they say they're going to pray for me, yes. that is going to encourage me with scripture or call me out and up, right? Mm-hmm. I I want to be guarded with those things that I share because those are, you know, I feel like that's the trademark of a good of a good friend. You know, someone that's gonna support you in those ways. Yeah. So we've talked about how you find I mean, kind of, how how do you find those iron-sharpened iron friends?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've kind of touched on this. Yeah. I think what's popping out to me is just, you have to bring that iron as You well. have
0: to, sp- <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got to bring that iron. Share, share what you said about the, it's not 50-50. Yeah. That was well, so good. I've heard people say this before, that
1: in marriage relationships, it's not 50-50. It's 100 and 100. Yeah, And I feel like that's how it is in friendships. It takes work. It takes intentionality. I know we keep saying that word over and over again. We're just going to pound it in our heads. Yeah, but but it does. It truly does. It takes work to see other people's needs, to pay attention, to stop and pray and ask the Lord about a situation for someone Mm -hmm. to help them when they get in a car accident and (laughs) and they need help, you know, and then... Your other friend gets in a car accident. Yeah. And then you <laughs> go to the that actually happened. That Within totally the same month, the right? Sa- yes. The same month. The same we, month. We both got in car accidents. Yes. And we're able to help each other.
0: That stuck out to me actually a lot. Just a real quick side note. We got into that car accident three weeks after meeting each other. Yeah. Yeah. We were on, Josh and I were on our way back from Life Group, the Life Group that we met at. Mm-hmm. And I had put it out on our life group chat, like, please pray for us. We were just in a car accident. Everything was fine. But the only people that like I mean, McKinsey was like, Carlos can be he can come to the scene, like, do you guys need anything? He'll jump in the car and go over there. And I was just that stu- that stuck out to me a lot, you know, of just these people don't even really know us, but like they would be willing to do that. And then she shows up the next day with like the best <laughs> basket of goodies. Ever. She's like, Oh, I made you this. And I made you this. And I bought you, I bought you tiger. What's that? Tiger, tiger ball.
1: Oh, and I bought you
0: ibuprofen. And I bought you this and snacks for the girls. And I was like, This is my Christmas. <laughs> this is the best ever. I walk in a car accident
1: every week. <laughs> but I truly, you're all going to laugh at me, but I was sitting in the bath yep. and I got your text yep. about getting in the car accident. Yep. And then Carlos called Josh. And I was sitting there and I'm like, Because Josh said, No, we're fine. We're okay. And I literally sat there and I was like, Lord, what can we do? What can we do? And I truly, because I told you this, I truly felt like the Lord said, like, bless them. Yes. Give them something. Yeah. And so there is where that abiding again comes in of asking him, of not just saying, I'm going to do this, 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 but saying, Lord, how can I bless them? How can I help? Yeah. And then he'll he'll lead you
0: to that. He will use you. Well, and this just came to my mind as you were speaking that out is or I shouldn't say this just came to my mind the lord <laughs> brought you. this to my mind yeah. that when you did that you came over we talked for like hours yeah sat in the kitchen and that talked. first it was either that day or the next cuz you came over the next day too i don't mm-hmm. remember why we were I making i think we had already planned to yeah hang out the next day but it was just like that was so life giving and mm-hmm. i feel like what the lord just spoke to me is that that was a blessing because of your obedience to hear him well. Mm-hmm. And so that, that, that deepness was able to happen because of your obedience. So good yeah. job. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Wow. Um, okay. So this one, these were some, obviously some things I had thought about in just in my own friendship journey. But the next question would be, what do you do when a friendship ends? And when I was thinking about this, I wasn't necessarily thinking like you had something falling out and it ended, though that may be um, applicable, applicable <laughs> but what, you know, what if it's just a, a season? What if it's that friend moves away or, you know, so how do you handle
1: mm.
0: when that friendship ends?
1: Yeah. The, or changes, maybe. Yeah, changes. And I think we both probably experienced that moving away, moving to Waco. Um, relationships look different and it's not it's not anything wrong necessarily it's just that it's changed it's different and that's exactly what my friend Tori when when we left and moved to Waco she wrote a letter shout out Tori (laughs) she wrote a letter and just said you know that's kind of how our friendship has been we met when we were in fifth grade and we went through youth group together and then it was getting married and our relationship changed then even when we got married and then having kids and all of that you grow and you change and you evolve but you come back and you you're still there there's still that grounded friendship there but it just looks different sure and so I think Again, seeking the Lord on that. I have even prayed about a lot of that. Of, Lord, what do you want these friendships to look like now that I've moved, mm-hmm. and how do I navigate that? How do I still be an intentional friend? Obviously, not able to do life together because mm-hmm. we don't live in the same city. But how how can I still be a blessing? And I'm thankful for technology that we yes. can still reach out and say, "How are you?" When people are going through something, yes. or how can I pray for you today? How did this appointment go, et cetera? You know. Um, what is the Lord speaking to you? Can I pray with you over the phone or over FaceTime? So I'm thankful for that. And so I don't think you necessarily have to give up. I have had relationships like that before mm-hmm. where you grew apart and that was simply it. It yeah. was nothing, nothing happened. There was no falling out.
0: It was, we grew apart. Yeah. And that's
1: completely fine. And you just release that.
0: Um, and that's a big important part of that is releasing that. Yeah. Cause I, I don't know if it's just my personality, but there can be shame and guilt. Associated with that. And so if again, <laughs> if that is you and you're experiencing shame or guilt because a relationship or a friendship as a, a friendship has drifted apart mm-hmm. or something, then you know just know that that is not from the Lord. That's not how he wants you to feel. Now, if there is that tugging on your heart that you had something to do with it, or you know there's there needs to be some reconciliation or, or apology on your end then seek the lord on that mm-hmm. and ask him you know lord show me if if there's you know what does that search me and know me mm-hmm. you know and just ask him to search your heart and just if there does need to be that reconciliation then pursue that because the lord is going to honor that and it may not end in that friendship continuing it may be a season for reconciliation and then you know you go your separate ways but you know that you've honored the lord by that so just for those listeners that may have that situation going on.
1: Which segues great into our next question <laughs> of
0: how do you handle conflict
1: in yeah. friendships?
0: Conflict is never fun. No.
1: <laughs> what came to my mind just now as we were talking before we even asked this question was in Scripture where it talks about Paul and I think it's John Mark um, splitting ways. Mm-hmm. And then they you see in Scripture later that they had reconciled. Yes. But I think there, there's some truth to that and I would have to go and, and read that Reread again, it, maybe, yeah. maybe look that up. Um, but I think it shows that even Paul, mm-hmm. who was the writer of what half <laughs> yeah. the new Testament yes. or more, yes. Struggled with conflict in a relationship. Yes. And ended up parting ways with that person mm-hmm. and then later reconciled. And so I don't think that there is anything wrong, um, disagreeing with someone yeah you know if you have a a strong view on something and that your friend does not agree then maybe separation is the will of the lord in that instance yeah and maybe the lord will bring that relationship back around like it did for paul Mm -hmm. but maybe not and i think um but i think there's nothing wrong with that i i think what comes to my mind too is humility being willing to admit if you did something wrong yeah we have to do that I, I did that with <laughs> my kids yesterday because yes. I was frustrated with them and I had to apologize for being frustrated because it had nothing to do with them. Yes. You know? And so same thing in friendships is just admitting like, I shouldn't have said that or forgive me for being frustrated or forgive me for being short with you or whatever. Yeah. Um, just humility. It takes a lot of humility to
0: have thriving relationships, I feel like. All around and that'll grow your relationship. It mm-hmm. it really does deepen it, even though it feels like maybe in that moment, oh, this is gonna tear us apart. Yeah. I really believe that if it's done through sincere humility, um, that it is going to bring, you know, fruitful friendship. And it just reminded me of the Colossians verse.
1: Yeah.
0: Um Colossians 3, 12 through 14, it just says, Therefore God's chosen ones holy and loved. Put on heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, accepting one another mm-hmm. and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Above all, put on love, the perfect bond of unity. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. So just, That's you good. know, again, seeing that person's needs above your own, that person's point of view, that person's stance, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and asking the Lord. What do you say about this? And how should I respond in love to this friend? Yeah. You know, because you're going to have those disagreements. You're going to have that. That's just life. Mm-hmm. And if you're afraid of that happening, then you will have no friends <laughs> yeah. because it's just, it's a part of, you know, being in relationship and being in friendship with people. Mm-hmm. We can't be afraid of it. We have to expect that it's going to happen and just be willing to push through the mud and the muck and, get through it together because Be- the good so outweighs the bad. Well, yeah, and it, it rem- again it's like a friend loves at all times and a brother is born in adversity. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean those those things strengthen your friendships. Yeah. And so I think like you said though humility is so important it's for that. Yeah. yeah. 100%.
1: And I love this verse. I think this so reminds me of Leslie, <laughs> just the way that she is as a friend. It's First Peter 4, verse 8 through 10 it says above all maintain an intense love for each other since love covers a multitude of sins be hospitable to one another without complaining based on the gift each one has received use it to serve others as good managers of the varied grace of God mm-hmm. and I just think you walk that out so well thank you <laughs> you know I just it, what's what the picture I'm getting in my mind is walking into your house and just seeing how you are intentional with the food that you serve and the way that you <laughs> greet people and the way that you make them comfortable in your home and you use your gifts well to serve others and you do it always without complaining. Even though you may do it behind closed doors. You never <laughs> do it in front of us.
0: <laughs> and that uh that is something the Lord has definitely worked for <laughs> Yeah, cuz you're
1: sitting here talking about being selfish and I'm like, I don't see a selfish bun in your body. No, I guess I'm getting the good side. <laughs> it's yes,
0: yeah, that's it's the sanctified more sanctified yeah. side. It's yeah. I it can 100% be selfish, but I um I just remember when the Lord gave us this house here in Waco. I wanted a a house that was able to have people and have life group and and all of that and I had to really just let that go of the mess and that this isn't gonna be an hgtv picture perfect home you know no but just having you know i think to me i had to let those things go and know that above all i just want the atmosphere of my home to be jesus i want it to have peace
1: i'm gonna tell you it is (laughs) so yours, the Lord answered that prayer. Well, yours is the same way. Jesus <laughs> an essential oil cuz it always smells good <laughs> in It smells like lavender. I think I got some going over it's there. It's <laughs> totally going over there right now. It's my
0: favorite. Um, thank you for that. I appreciate that. I am so blessed by our friendship yes, and I hope you know how how grateful I am. Thank you for picking me as your bathroom buddy. <laughs> pick me choose me i just i'm so grateful for the fact that god has brought us together and i just want to encourage somebody that's listening that's waiting for that friend um pray for them Mm -hmm. pray for that friend and um pray that that they would look up yes and that you would be willing to step out in intentionality and know that god is going to honor that and bless that and he sees the the desires of your heart and he wants to give you those things Mm -hmm. but just have that intentionality be vulnerable put pride put selfishness aside and the lord will bring that friend yes if you want a good friend then be a good friend
1: (laughs) yes be the iron bring the iron yeah you want the iron yes i think you should pray i think you have a prayer inside of your heart for the the people listening (laughs) you're so good
0: Well, God, we thank you for friends. God, I thank you for my friend, Mackenzie. God, I thank you for just her heart and her passion for you that has spurred me on so much to love you and to know you deeper. And God, I just pray for any woman listening, Father, that just has that ache in their heart that I know all too well. Lord, that you would just be that friend to her right now as she's in the waiting. And Father, that she can ask you to teach her what it looks like to be a good friend. That she would attract those women, Lord, that um, want to pursue you wholeheartedly, that will pray for her when she needs prayer, that will sit and cry and that will rejoice in the happy times. And, and Lord, that you would just um, just see her in these times of waiting. Lord, that it won't be long. And I pray, God, that you would just, teach us how to be good friends. Lord, that we would look to you, Father, as as our closest friend. And God, that we would just treat others the way that we want to be treated, that we wouldn't settle, Father, and that we would be intentional with the people that you put in our lives, that we would set aside um, distractions, and that we would just that we would be intentional with them. God, and I just thank you that you give us friends to do life with, or that we don't have to do it alone, Mm -hmm. that we have women that that will intercede for us and battle for us, and Lord, that we have just the ability to do life together. And so, God, I just pray that you will just Bring those friends for those women that are waiting and those women that have them, that they would be intentional and be vulnerable and that they wouldn't be afraid to say the hard things and to call each other out and up Mm -hmm. to you to be the iron that sharpens iron, God. We thank you for this time, Lord, and we just ask that you would just make us good friends, Father, and bring those friends that we're waiting for. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank
1: you for joining us on For Such a Time podcast. We pray that this conversation was uplifting and inspiring. If it was, be
0: sure to subscribe and leave us a review. For your daily dose of encouragement and to stay up to date on our newest episodes, follow us on Instagram. Until next time, bye! Bye.